Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I'm your host, Reagan Rose. Well, guys, in this week's episode, I want to do something a little bit more freewheeling, a little bit more freestyle, and a little bit more practical. So we talked about death last week, so I thought I'd give you a break from (laughs) something so serious and talk a little bit about the practicals of setting priorities and making a schedule and actually keeping yourself on task. So as I told you a couple episodes ago, I am pursuing doing Redeeming Productivity full time at this point, which means I am in charge of my own schedule. Now, that sounds great until you actually have to do it. I think a lot of us, uh, we rely on the external pressure of a boss or a spouse or even just commitments we've made previously to actually motivate us and keep us going and doing the next thing we're supposed to do. When you go out on your own or if you are in a position, maybe you're a pastor or somebody who kind of dictates what they do with their own time, the difficulty with that sometimes can be if you don't have a plan, you actually kind of just procrastinate and don't really get anything done. One of the things I recognized in my own self when starting out and saying, okay, you're going to do this yourself, I have a limited time span in which I can build this thing up to something that's going to actually sustain our family. And so I need to, for once, actually apply all the stuff that I actually tell you guys on here. I need to be productive. So it's kind of been a a fun experiment in that way because I've been trying to do all of the different things that I've always talked about, but I've only been able to do in limited capacity because I didn't always own my own time. So what I want to do is walk you through kind of what I've done since, I guess it'll be two weeks now. Uh, I'm recording this on a Friday and I started two Mondays ago. So what I've done to get clarity on what my goals are, get clarity on what the next action steps I should take are, and make sure that every day I'm making progress towards the goals I've set for myself. And I'm sharing with this with you in the hopes that maybe you can apply some of these techniques, some of these lessons to whatever projects you're working on or whatever you have going on in your life that needs to be organized and needs to be executed. I have, of course, borrowed heavily from Getting Things Done by David Allen, a productivity classic. If you haven't read it, you should. I uh, One of the first things I did uh, was reread this book. Well, I haven't finished it yet, but started rereading this book because I was like, okay, I want to do everything right. Let me get all these principles back into my head and I'll try to apply them in managing my schedule well. If you don't know the book, if you're not familiar with the getting things done method, it's basically this five-step procedure for keeping you on track, for clarifying what your ideas are, making sure you know what the next thing you can take action on is, and making it so that you have a clear mind instead of trying to store in your head all of those commitments, all of those open loops and unresolved things. You've created a system for yourself that allows you to manage those so you can just focus on what you actually need to be working on right now. So I have worked to try to kind of hone my own productivity system around those principles once again, and I want to share with you how I did that step by step. 
So first things first, I uh, had told you guys before that um, before this point, I'd been doing redeeming productivity between the hours of like 4.30 and 7 or 7.30 every morning. Uh, and I had to make a decision whether I wanted to keep doing that or I wanted to keep like normal hours. I like the morning, so I've kept doing that. I still wake up every morning at 4.30 and I do my Bible study, my prayer, all of my morning routine stuff. And then I get into work stuff um, maybe around 5.30 or so every morning. And then I work until about 5 at night too. I'm not recommending that, but I'm kind of uh, trying to build something very rapidly here. So I recognize that there's a season in which I need to really pour all of myself into this. And then hopefully once I get the flywheel turning, it will keep going and I won't have to work whatever that is, 12 hour days. Um, so what I needed to do when I began was get clear. I had some goals. I had some objectives for how I was going to make this, make some money, uh, and what kind of content I want to produce and what sort of things I wanted to do for the podcast and for YouTube and for the blog and some courses I want to teach and things like that. So the first thing I needed to do was get clarity around those. My buddy, James Parker, I've had on here before. He helped me with a lot of that. Uh, he's very good at that stuff, helping you clarify your goals and make a really nice, precise uh, direction to head in. And so I'm using a tool called the 411, which is from the One Thing book. You can learn about it there. You can also just look up 411. Um, it's also called a GPS, and it's a tool that gives you that allows you to put in front of yourself and keep in front of yourself your yearly, monthly, and weekly goals. And so I open up that up every morning and look at what I need to be working on that week. And I also revisit it throughout the week to make sure that the direction I'm heading is the direction I want to be heading. After that, I had to do a major brain dump. And in terms of like getting things done by David Allen, this would be the the first step of the GTD method, which is capture. I recognize that though I have kept a um, task management system for a long time, I've used OmniFocus for, I think, over 10 years. And that's a great system, but it was so bogged down with stuff. It was so full of things that were overdue that uh, were someday maybe things, and it was so messy that... I, I kind of needed to start from scratch and I indulged myself a little bit with shiny new tool syndrome by downloading the app things three. Uh, I kind of went on a little quest to find a good task management app, which I highly recommend. Uh, you can also just use reminders on your phone, but I, I like a really nice task management app. So I went on a quest, looked at all the pros and cons of different ones, and I settled on things three because I like the interface and well, that's pretty much it. It's pretty. Um, and so I purchased that software. But before I even got to putting things in the software, I took a notebook, this notebook, if you're watching the video of this, and I sat down and I wrote every single thing I could possibly think of that was a quote unquote open loop. I wrote it down. So 
I had this project that I might want to do someday. I had this commitment I had made to so-and-so. There were some small things that I had committed to, to other people, helping people with some website things and a few other just miscellany. And I wrote them all down in one place. And I filled up a couple sheets of paper in this notebook. And I just kept this with me throughout the day. And every time something else would occur to me, I'd write it down in there. And so after I did all that capturing, got everything off of my big old brain and onto a piece of paper, that's when I moved on to the next stage, which is clarifying. So I kind of had some clarity already about what my big goals were for redeeming productivity and for life and for a lot of things, just because I, you know, I'm into productivity. And so what I needed to do was figure out clarity around each of those things that I had written down. What, why was I doing them? Did I need to be doing them? Should I drop some of them? Are there any commitments I could get out of um, and do that in a way that honored the Lord and do that in a way that um, was honest? Were there things I could delegate? Were there things that, um, that I wasn't sure why I was doing them at all to begin with? That kind of stuff. And that sort of helped me to form a framework for what really needed to be done. That's when I jumped over to Things 3, which I had downloaded, and I started organizing. So I took every like, similar task, any action, anything I could think of that was similar, and I grouped them into little projects. And I did this all within Things 3. I tried to organize them in a way that made a ton of sense. So if it was a really complex thing, like one of these courses I'm working on, I broke those down into subheadings. If it was something very... um, simple. It's just maybe three or four tasks in there. I put it there. And then fourth, once everything was dumped out of my brain, clarified a bit and uh, organized into things three, I stepped back again and I did the fourth thing, which you're supposed to do, which is reflect. I thought about each of these projects. Now that they were all like in a nice organized structure, something I could look at, I thought about each of them and about, okay, what's the next step on any of these? And this is something you, you, you learn from the book, and this is something you do naturally anyway when you're planning, is uh, typically when we procrastinate, I say this all the time, I heard it somewhere, might be from this book actually, <laughs> when you're procrastinating, that's your brain telling you that you don't have a plan. And I've totally found this to be true in my own life, and I think it is universally true. When we're not doing something on a project, it's because we don't have clarity on what the next step we're supposed to be doing actually is. And so taking a step back, once I could lay all these out on a page or in a program, as it were, I reflected on them and thought, what is the next actionable step on each of these projects? What's the very next simple thing I can do to move these forward? And I put those into things three. And then that's basically every morning how I set my schedule for the day. So I know what projects are the most important. I know from my clarifying document with my 411 what I'm was most important to get done. So each morning when I get up, I look over my uh, things three list and I look over my 411 and I say, what should I work on today? 
and the next actionable step is there for every single one of those. The top projects, the most important ones, are at the top of my list. Um, the lesser important ones are further down. One great thing I love about the the app Things Three is they have a folder for someday maybe type projects that hide them from you. So anytime something occurs to me, oh, that would be great to do. Oh, I wonder if I should do that later. I throw them in there and then I hide them from myself. And in my weekly review, which is you know kind of part of this reflecting thing. I will look through those someday maybe maybe projects. I'll look through actually every single task and every project, and I will try to ruthlessly eliminate anything that is uh, not necessary, anything that's extraneous, anything that um, I feel like is no longer relevant. And this has been the big change for me, guys. Uh, and I think the reason that in the past my ability to stay on top of my task list and to keep make progress on my goals, why that fell apart was because I wasn't practicing a weekly review as well as I should. And so this has been a game changer for me, and we'll see how long it lasts. Like I said, it's only been two weeks. But I'm trying to um, defeat my idiot self by utilizing technology. And that's a really a big part of productivity, isn't it? So I have calendar reminders for a bunch of of things. And one of those is every Friday at four o'clock, which is actually rolling up in a little bit here. I have a reminder that's going to go off on my computer. It's going to tell me, stop everything, go review every single thing you have in things three. And to be honest, that process only takes maybe 10 minutes um, because I'm keeping up with it every week. If, if I was doing it once a month or longer in between, that could take hours. But because I'm so on top of it each week, it stays clean. It stays tidy. It keeps me from getting into that situation I got into before with task management, where it was so out of control, what was in there, uh, in my, you know, task management second brain that was supposed to be helping me was actually useless. And I never looked at it. Just had a million notifications that said, this is overdue. This is overdue. This is overdue. And I said, I don't want to look at it. So that's been super helpful. Those reminders are great. Um, that makes sure that I'm, I'm very hyper diligent about uh, staying on top of it and getting things under control. Um, and then the fifth thing, and this again, this is I'm stealing liberally from David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, is engage. Once I decide what I'm going to do for the day, that's what I do. And this takes self-control, this takes willpower, this takes removing distractions. But because I'm already confident that I've established in advance what the most important thing for me to do that day is, I have the, uh, I guess the confidence to know that whatever distractions come up, I need to, they're, they're, even though they might be urgent, they're not important. They don't rise to the level of importance because I decided what was important in advance. And I don't know if I'm, I'm saying that the best way possible, but that is incredible, incredibly liberating. When you get a call or a text or an email that asks you to do something, most of us, if we don't have a plan, we're not measuring the importance of that against anything. We're just, oh, someone asked me to do it. I will now do it. When you've established a plan for yourself that you're actually confident in and you know the steps that are laying ahead for you to do, it's much easier to say, no, I'm busy. No, I have to finish this thing because you decided you were going to do it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, the other part of this um, in eliminating distraction that I have found very helpful, and I had read about this for years, and I never really practiced it, 
Um, but kind of having a fresh start um, makes you want to put all these new systems in place. So that's what I've done. And what I'm talking about is email and cutting down distractions. I tweeted about this earlier this week, but if you uh, are someone who feels really distracted by email, there's a very simple thing that lots of people recommend, and I can attest to you that it actually works. Don't leave your email open. In fact, turn off notifications on your email, on your phone, on your computer, everywhere. You say, Reagan, how, how can I how can I possibly do that? And I understand some people, their, their work, um, the nature of their work, they have to always be available to email. Um, environments that I've been in, typically email uh, is non-urgent because that's how it ought to be. If it's urgent, you should call me. That's kind of how I think about that. But uh, if you set for yourself, again, reminders are your friend. If you set yourself a reminder at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., this is just my recommendation for times, that just says, check your inbox. And you can train yourself not to check it in between as a form of procrastination or looking for someone else to dictate your priorities to you. Yeah, that's what we do a lot of times when we check our email. If you can do that, you will be so much more focused without this kind of looming possibility that an email is going to ping you and draw your attention away. It's a very simple thing to do. I would encourage you, pause this right now and go do that. Turn off all your notifications on your email and create two repeating reminders that repeat Monday through Friday. You can do this in Outlook. You can do this in iCal. You can do it anywhere that just tell you when to check your inbox. And you can make it two, three, as many times a day as you want it to be, but then force yourself not to check it in between those times. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do it. Uh, that's been a huge focus builder. It's just not having my email ding at me. And I, I realize now that I just said, <laughs> go do that in Outlook. But you're like, but you told me to keep Outlook closed. Yeah, maybe do it in a different thing. Maybe set reminders on your phone and then let Outlook be closed. Whatever, you'll figure it out. Uh, the point is ruthlessly eliminate distraction from your life. Make rules for yourself and then follow them. Make a rule that you're not going to check your email before 10 a.m. because you actually have goals you're trying to pursue and you don't want to know about the quote unquote urgent thing in your inbox until you've made some progress on your goals. Uh, another thing which I, I recommend all the time, I said it recently again in, in one of my videos, is don't uh, use your phone in the morning. This has been critical. I've been so much better about this. I go through phases with it, but I don't take my phone with me in the morning when I wake up. I don't get it until, like I said, I do early mornings, but I don't get my phone until by 8.30 or 9. I just don't even look at it. I leave it charging. That's been totally a difference maker. And I would even say to you, uh, if you want to do just one thing today that will make you be more productive tomorrow, move where you charge your phone away from your nightstand and resolve that you're not going to check your phone first thing in the morning. In fact, you're not going to do it until after breakfast or, or right before you leave and go out the door. That will like seriously give you some insane levels of peace and it will give you uh, a lot more productivity. That one's free. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about that has been really helpful for me that I just is like common knowledge. I think all this stuff is kind of common knowledge, but I always find it helpful to hear other people explain to me how they manage their time. So that's kind of what this episode is. Taking a break. Everyone tells you to take a break. Everyone tells you you can't just work all the way through the day. 
But man, when there's no one else around and you're just kind of working on your own projects, and especially when you're feeling the pressure to, I, I need to get things from like zero to a hundred in a very short period of time, you can resist the urge to take a break. And I found this out in, in the first week, thankfully. And I was just like so tired and so um, just running into walls with my thinking and not knowing what to do next, you know, projects were competing with each other. And I thought, you know, I'd be working a little bit on like making a YouTube video and I'd be like, no, 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 you need to focus on the courses. And then I'd be working on that. I'd be like, well, you have a podcast you need to do. And some of my, my plans and my priorities were kind of running into each other. And so I, what did I need to do? Well, I needed to go back and clarify some more, but instead of taking a moment to pause and do that, I just kept running into the brick wall again and again, thinking I'm going to break through it. But the solution, it turned out, was just to go for a walk. And so I did this a couple of days ago. Um, I was just totally at an impasse. I didn't know what I should be working on. And I was getting really frustrated, to be honest. And then I started procrastinating, as one does. And I said, you know what? Go for a walk. Go walk around the neighborhood and see what happens. So I went out and I, I brought my phone so I could jot down any notes. I'm telling you, I, I walked for, I don't know, a mile and a half. And 30 minutes later, I'm back and I have perfect clarity on what I need to be doing next. And I'd even jotted down a little list um, in the app drafts that I keep on my phone. It's just a quick way to capture stuff. And I jotted all this stuff down about this is your main focus. This is what you need to do next on it. This is the other thing. This is what you need to do next on it. But do that later. Give yourself, set yourself up a reminder for this. Um, make sure you remember to call this person, blah, blah. It, and I went through the process just very quickly Again, where I did a brain dump, I clarified, I organized, I reflected. And when I got back to my desk right here, I engaged and I worked on the thing that I knew was the most important for me to work on next. And so I have now actually created another reminder for myself that goes off daily, which right after lunch, it tells me, go take a walk. That is the added benefit that it gives me a little bit of exercise. But I think the bigger benefit, honestly, is it's going to give me a chance to let my brain relax and let the creative part of me engage with the problems and force me to kind of clarify stuff when I know I, I might be at the part of the day where I'm kind of hitting a wall. So those are just the random things that I'm doing right now to try to stay on track. Um, that again, it's not like super theological. It's just, this is just a really practical episode that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, what's been working for me. Um, definitely if you want, in fact, I'll, I'll leave some resources in the description. If you've never encountered the getting things done methodology before, highly encourage you to get this book. It's called getting things done by David Allen. It's a great read. It's a classic. A lot of productivity books are really just people rehashing what, uh, Allen came up with. Uh, or if you want a crash course in it, he has a Ted talk from, I don't know, 2010s, somewhere around there, which I will find and link to in the description for you. And that will give you the basics of why it's so important to go through these five steps and why this methodology isn't, uh, really something. It's not just an option. It's literally what your brain does anyway, but it's bringing order to the process. You kind of have to go through no matter what you're trying to do. So definitely recommend those to you. And the app, again, that I've been using is Things 3. That's a task manager. I really like that. Um, encourage you to check it out. It does cost some money, but I like it. 
Um, and then another app I mentioned in the show was Drafts, which is iOS and Mac based. It's just a really simple notepad that its one goal is when you open it, you can just start typing, which is funny enough, one of the most annoying things in the world about most note-taking apps is they take forever to open and then the idea is gone. So those are the things. Uh, would love to hear you guys. Uh, do you use a task manager? Do you use just a, a notebook? Do you do bullet journal? Do you use OmniFocus or things or Todoist or any of those? I would love to hear what you guys use if you have a task manager. Uh, you can always email me, reagan at redeemingproductivity.com. That's R-E-A-G-A-N. Love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear what task managers are working with. And also, uh, if you want some help with your morning routine, with having kind of a plan for the day and getting clarity, I have a little free PDF that I've put together and it's on basically making a morning routine. When you sign up for my newsletter, you can just go to redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. That will send you automatically a link to this PDF that walks you through creating a morning routine. And there's even at the end of it, a printable sheet that allows you to time block your day, pick the important tasks for the day, write down your, um, your scripture that you're reading. And it's a really simple thing, totally free. My gift to you. Just go to redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. And that also signs you up for my weekly Reagan's Roundup newsletter where I share tons of interesting stuff from the web and thoughts on productivity that I'm thinking about. Well, that's all I got for you today, guys. Um, let me know if, what you thought about this episode. If you'd like to hear more stuff like this mixed in once in a while in the future too. And I will see you again here next week. But until I do, please remember this. In whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm.